Jam interview. My name is Jamal Lawson. I'm your host. I'm also the founder of Jam Clothing, where it's a, a community for fashion of outer expression of inequalities. And I'd like to introduce my guest, Akomi XX. How you feeling? Thanks for having me. Yeah, no problem, no problem. So, uh, what's your story? What's the story? Okay, uh, I go by Coney XX uh, from the south suburbs of Chicagoland area, moved to the city in high school. Uh, I think I should start off with how I got the name. Yeah, I can go into like music and stuff like that. So basically, Coney is Anthony in Polynesian. Uh, it means priceless, as Anthony is my Americanized name. And two X's, I think like, you should know already. One comes from like Malcolm X, from like the X being unknown. And then the second one comes from uh, my own personal strip in the black culture. My mom was adopted and she was like raised in Indiana by like a white, like Polish or Irish family or something like that. And my pops, uh, I wasn't too in tune with his side of the family either. It's like, I don't know what the reasons were, but he didn't really bring us around his side of the family. So I didn't really know what it was to be like an African-American male until I got older. So that's why I bring the second X around just to like, on some like reminder shit, but like, okay, this is the reason why I'm doing what I'm doing. So that's the name. Uh, that's me as far as my story, I do music. I'm a student right now at uh, Roosevelt University, studying IT, so just uh, operating on all cylinders, basically. Man, that, that's amazing. Making it, making it do what it do. That's amazing. Appreciate it. Yeah, so what kind of, uh, so how, uh, talk a little bit more about your background growing up. Okay. Um, went to a Catholic school, raised Catholic, my mom was Catholic, like her parents were like super Catholic, church on Sunday, all that good stuff. So um, I was raised Catholic, put in a predominantly white Catholic school. Uh, got into music in middle school, I should say. I've always been like a fan of it, but I didn't know I had a knack for it until fifth grade. My mom was a big Prince fan, big Michael Jackson fan. Uh, my dad liked house music. Apparently I didn't know until like, like literally last year. He used to DJ for a little bit. I never knew that, but I guess, I mean, maybe that like where it came from, because he's a businessman, so I didn't really know what right. that was about. But. Yeah, she'd always be playing music and stuff. Uh, always bought a lot of like Michael Jackson, like VHSs with like his best hits on there and stuff like that. We had a stereo, a boombox. She would play stuff all like that all the time. Christmas music. She has the uh, Mariah Carey Christmas music album. She likes Alicia Keys too. So she she's where most of the music came from. I grew up in her home basement, so that's where all the music was at. Um, I didn't know I had a knack for it until middle school because growing up in school, those assignments where they were like like creative story assignments, yeah. I would always do like a lot of those. Always have like super off the wall shit. And I didn't know until I really like sat down and like made the words rhyme one day. So I'm in class and I'm like, oh shit, okay, this is like, this is kind of easy. So I was like, putting words together is decent. So I would take some of the concepts from my stories and just turn them into rap music. And I remember when I first, at first I was like, okay, I'm like this like black kid from the suburbs, I come from a decent home, like I can't really be a rapper because a lot of these rappers came up from nothing, you know, water so drugs, it's not, that's not me. But I do remember fifth grade, this one huge white kid in class, name was Kurt, like the biggest kid in our grade. He um, saw me writing one day, he just like took it like from off my desk. Like he wasn't, don't get twisted, like he was no bully, like I was cool with him, but he was just like, you know, he's a big kid, so he took it. He's reading out, he was like, what is this? I was like, shit, it's just some like raps I made. He was like, oh damn, he's actually pretty decent, blah, blah, blah. So I'm like, okay, true. So that like, fake gave me the confidence about, okay, I really think I can like start doing this shit for real. So it just like started from there, evolved just from writing until now, and then I got into school so it was all like it just turned into like one gradual process and it's just increasing so that's that's the background for sure that's dope, that's dope. When, when was the first time you ever performed my first show was my 17th birthday my golden birthday mind you my birthday's on may 17th okay I turned 17 that day um 
Closed Sessions, his label based in Chicago, music label, they had this on the radar contest, and it was so dope. And um, Mick Jenkins won it the year before, but they basically have this contest, and people vote for you, and you get to open up for this group, whatever. Um, won that contest, and I got to open up for this like Canadian rap group called the Swollen Members. I think it's a little bit before my time, but it was still cool. So my 17th birthday, I did it at um, Sub T. It was a good time, and it was definitely like, it was so weird because like one of the necks that I use too when I perform, I definitely take my glasses off because I'm nearsighted, so I can't see anybody's face in the crowd when I'm on stage, oh. which is fine because it helps for like on some like, okay, cool, I don't really know any of you guys anyway. But <laughs> um, I would do that, did the show, and it was real good. And like I was surprised at myself for like my wind and like my movement on stage and just how it came together. And it was the fact that like their raps were way different from mine, but I still made some of their crowd members like come up to me after the set, like, oh my gosh, really good job, really love you guys. Name and stuff, so that kickstarted it after my first show too. And the fact that it went really well, I was like, "Oh yeah, I definitely like I got this in the bag." So that was my first performance, 17th birthday. Will not forget it. Do you uh, channel anybody when like any of your favorite artists when you when you're performing? Yeah, I got to. I would say my all-time favorite, my number one. Okay, because I have favorite artists, but I also like I idolize you know him or I do that, blah blah blah, but. This also ties in with my story, like how I got into music too. My like number one, a lot of people don't know this too, unless they like really fuck with me, but my number one has to be Big Sean. I fuck with Big Sean so heavy. And really that's because I saw his journey from the jump. So basically what it was, like I said, like I'm from the suburbs. They had an older brother, uh, four years older than me. And when he went to high school, he went to Mount Carmel. So um, he came back with the first beat, like all his like people that he met over there, put him on the new stuff. And he just got put on to uh, Dat Piff and just like, just like underground hip hop in general type shit. Cause we're all like used to mainstream and shit like that. So he comes to the crib, he's like, hey, bro, you gotta check this new kid out. Kanye just signed, bro, his name is Big Sean, blah, blah, blah. You gotta check out the kid, just some videos, like, he's got this tape out, it's crazy. So he shows me the shit, dude, and, like, at the time, too, like, we definitely couldn't afford it, like, the BBC and the ice cream and the bake that he had on the video. I'm just like, bro, this shit is crazy. So, like, from there, that was, like, the first time I seen, like, underground hip-hop turn into mainstream, and I was like, yo, this dude, I know he's gonna be big as fuck. And then on top of that, he just got signed by Ye, so, like, I just followed him. To this day, like, I definitely have, uh, I decided on vinyl and stuff, like, I've always been a fan of him whenever he's in town, I go to the shows. So that was my first, and I definitely, like, think of, like, his work, I think, when I'm in the studio, too, he's like, I know, like, he, he's a grinder, that's why I fuck with him, too. Like, he's been authentic since day one, he's always about his bag, so I fuck with him heavy. That's my idol. Um, rappers I also listen to and fuck with heavy, I would say second place has to be uh, Kendrick Lamar, for sure. Wiz Khalifa was up there because that was the first rapper I met. Like I actually met him when I was in middle school too. At uh, Jumping, I had a meet and greet there when like he was promoting flight school. So I was way back in the day. We had like a really good conversation. And like I was a kid too, so of course I was like, oh yeah, dude, I totally look up to this nigga. So those three for sure. I would say TDE as a whole though. Like fuck with J Rock heavy. I fuck with Schoolboy Q heavy. And I fuck with Ab Soul really heavy. Like when life like really had my back against the wall when I was growing up. Uh, Control System was an album I listened to a lot. Good Kid, Mad City was an album I listened to a lot. So I would say most of it stems from TDE and Big Sean. Those would be my top if I had to choose. Okay. All right. Really. Yeah. So people, you got a lot of people talking about you know their top five MCs. Mm -hmm. You got a top five. Yeah, I'm also like, this is why I like them type shit, but they're, they're, I don't do chronological orders. Okay, right. I definitely leave out motherfuckers because it's like, damn, there's just so many. So, right, yeah. first, you saying MC, so are we talking strictly rap? Right. Or are we talking music? Or are we talking as an artist? Or what? We're talk, talking strictly bars, strictly, strictly rap, bars. strictly lyrics. Okay, okay. Coming with the heat, bro. Okay. <laughs> Kendrick Lamar has got to be on there. Okay. Um, Lil Wayne's got to be on there. 
Okay. Carter Three is one of the best albums ever created. All right. On there. Um, <laughs> I'll throw Nas in there. I fuck with Omatic a long way. Um, damn. Strictly bars. I'll throw Jay in the mix. I like Jay Z. Four Forty Four was definitely one of my like favorite works of mine too. But I like all the Blueprints, the Black Album, which one as fuck too. Fifth spot, like if I had to throw it to somebody. Um, like, motherfuckers would definitely expect me to say, like, a Pac or a Big. I do fuck with them heavy, but on the real, it's like when it comes to bars, I'm gonna definitely have to give it to Eminem. Like, that's, yeah, don't add me yeah, on that no. one. That's real, though. I mean, motherfuckers don't give it up. They'll give it credit when it's due. They'll, they'll, they'll give credit when it's due. He's nice. No, I mean, it's nowhere around here. Like, he is a legend. Mm -hmm. So strictly bars, I'm gonna go with those. I know that there's a lot of names I'm leaving out and a lot of dope people, but I mean that's just that's, that's my top five right now. And it fluctuates. I will say that they're not solidified. It goes by week by week. But I will say Kendrick Lamar is probably always gonna be in that top five. I'll leave. I'll definitely say that. So. Week by week. <laughs> Depends because it's like just I'm like you, you feel me? Then it's like then it's like that's that's one two, and then like. Artists that were in that top five, but like just not in that top five, they'll come out with a new project. I'm just like, damn, I have to back my top five because that shit was just crazy. So it fluctuates, man. I think music itself needs to fluctuate. So that, I, it would make sense for my list to do so. So that's true. You feel me? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a lot of new great artists coming out, and especially yourself. Yes. What's the um, What's the hottest bars you've ever wrote? Man, on the lowest of keys, it's probably my latest shit that I'm about to put out. I'm also working on, I'm waiting on the, the paperwork and the distribution to get that shit out. But, um, how does bars? Oh, yikes. On the lowest of keys, I got so many. Uh, I'm not even trying to gas myself, but um, I said, um, okay, I'll give, I'll give a snippet of what's on my next shit. So this one's called Mood. Shout out to Bastion on the uh, production side, but... I said, um, I'm neck deep, swimming in this rap shit. Niggas on the diving board showing off their backflips. I said, labels tell you jump, you say sir how high. White man got you in his pocket like his outer thigh. So it's like, I'm so deep in this rap shit. I've been doing it for like a very good amount of time. I'm so in there, I'm neck deep in this shit. And I'm chilling because like I can stay afloat. I'm, I'm you know, way in the water. And niggas is on the diving board showing off their backflips. So it's like, those are the niggas that's doing it for the clout. Like, don't care about the art craft behind it. They just they just showing like, hey, look at me, I'm a rapper. Woo -woo. Right. So I'm like, damn, okay. So then the whole bar, the next one is like, basically I'll route it to the end. So it's about the labels. I say white man and labels, because a lot of labels are our white man, but like, right. labels tell you jump. You say, sir, how high? Because it's like, when you sign to a label, that's, that, that's your boss. Like, niggas think like, when you make it, got signed that's not the case if your paperwork is right i hear you gotta go get that bread get the advancement but if you're not reading it don't have the right lawyers on it that's you got a boss now you gotta answer to label heads and they don't like your music that's the end of the game so it's like damn they tell you to jump how high sorry like how high you need me to go like that's that and then they white men got you in his pocket like his outer thigh that's just literally like if you feel in your pocket it's your outer thigh right here so it's like damn they can go here and be like oh that's crazy but yeah I, I like to make like bars and make people think and then they have to like run that shit back, like, literally run that shit back and be like, damn, he really just said that. So it, it's it's just some slick shit. But I, that's right now, like I said, it'll fluctuate because next week if you ask me the same question, it'll be a different bar. But right now that's what I'm feeling. That's, that's my honest bar. Cause that shit was just like, damn, that's crazy. It's all about like the swimming references and shit that he talked about in the thighs and out of thighs. That shit crazy. So y'all yeah, say that. 
look out for Move though, that shit's coming soon as soon as that like uh, distribution shit gets handled on it. I'll put it on the internet. So. Yeah. Alright, so you so you feel a, a certain way, a certain type of way towards labels? Is that is yeah. that a sickness? You can say that. You can say that. I definitely did send in recent songs that, like, if I had to sign, I would sign it good. I would sign the TDE, and on the lowest of keys, I would probably sign to be the best music. I would sign DJ Khaled. Like, okay. I just, I just like how they move. Right. But I mean, if you look at the history. These labels are crooks, dog. It's like it's a loan. Labels are just loans. They give you money to go make music, and you got to pay them all back before you see a penny. Like a lot of people don't understand that. It's like whether it's a First of all, I mean, I'm not gonna get into it like that, but 360 deals, basically labels get a piece of the pie. Right. Records, money made off the records, money made off the merch, tour, uh, appearances, uh, licensing for other stuff, for TV shows and movies, they get, a, they get a piece out of all of that stuff. Another thing that people don't know is when you get an advance, you have to pay the uh, label back every penny or at least like 80, 90% of that advance before you see any money. So it's like you're getting, you're getting fucked over and stuff. But people be so quick to sign, and I get it. Like I said, like if you're out here, whether you're in the streets or you're just in the spotlight that you're not fucking with right now, and they tell you like they got 30, 40 bands for you for like a one year, two year deal, shit, okay, I feel you. But a cat, and I just like, I consider myself special in this sense because I'm doing this research before this shit happens, like while I'm still in my developmental stage, doing this research to understand the do's and don'ts of this music industry shit so I can like look at a contract, get it reviewed by the right lawyers and stuff, and be like, okay, I know this term. I'm not supposed to be signing this, so um, I'll say labels. Yeah, in in certain situations, I'm not a fan, but if the paperwork is right, you, you can't go wrong. So I, I, I consider myself on the fence about them right now. More no than yes, but it's just it's just what it is. And the books, just read up on it. It's really where it's at. <laughs> All right, so you're studying uh, information technology. Yeah, I'm in IT right now. Yep. How did that like? How did that interest come along? Uh, I've always been into computers, so a lot of the time I would be on the computer, definitely like on YouTube and like LimeWire listening to music and shit, but I was just, I was just good with them on some like millennial shit, like, I don't know, um, if the computer would freeze at the crib, I knew how to restart it, uh, download the software and stuff like that, and I will say too, nobody can grab me for this, so even when this blows up, it's whatever, but especially when I first got into producing, I was super into um, download the software, torrents and shit, drum kits, all that stuff, so it was just knowing the ins and outs of like software and interfaces and stuff I was able to maneuver. So when the time came, OG was definitely like, you gotta go to school, like I'm not fucking with you, not going to college. Well, I'm like, okay, I hear you. Um, I'm good with computers. I don't really like coding that much, and that's what computer science is more about, where IT is more on the, um, not the hardware side per se, but like more of how the uh, programs work, whether as to what, you know, how to like do it to make it work, so. It goes hand in hand, and on top of that, by the time I got to school, I graduated in 2015, by the time I got to school, I already saw streaming was going in that direction, and like the music industry is going way more digital right now, and way more technology, and on top of that, DIY is in right now too, so it's like, just, just doing it. Like I said, like operating all cylinders, just making it in the bag any way I can, so, you know what I mean? yep. What, what kind of, um what kind of goals do you have right now for yourself, either short, short term or long term? Short term, just want to be out there, just change lives with the music, perform more, uh, let people know what's coming. So short term, just grow fan base, get this cult following out, let people know I'm fucking with the city, like I'm in Chicago and like I do all this shit, blah, blah, blah. Long term, be the next J. Truth be told, I used to be going around saying I want to be the next Yay. 
But then once I got more into like this business shit, I'm like, yeah, I want to be the next Jay because I, I need more than one bag coming in. Because I love music, I'm always going to do music, but of course I want to invest in shit. I'm already investing in stuff, I'm going to invest in shit. I'm going to be like on top of like jingles and like licensing for TV shows, like all type of stuff. There's always about like just making sure my finances are straight and entrepreneurship as a whole. So next Jay, dude, I'm going to be out there. Label owner, like you name it, I'm doing all that. So getting it done, I should say. So yeah, what kind of uh, what kind of uh, words of advice do you usually live by? Um, it doesn't matter how you fell down; it's about how you get back up. Everybody's afraid of failure. We all do it in life. Everybody's taken an L before, and everybody has an issue of like facing that. Like, damn, I just took this L. Like, nobody wants to think about it anymore when they just fucked up. You got to. You feel me? My advice is to like. View the L, like soak it in, like yeah, I just fucked up, and like, you gotta soak that in. But you just gotta see what you did wrong, and just don't do it again. Like figure out, like okay, I did this last time. This is what I'm gonna do this time to make sure I don't have a rerun. You feel me? So um, it's not about how you fall. It's not about how you fail. Either you fucked up on a test, you left your wallet somewhere, and you feel me? It's just about like damn, let me get my shit together, and I'm gonna get back up from this. So next time when this happens, I'll be able to maneuver through it the right way. So. Mm-hmm. Setbacks happen. He's got to bounce back. Shout out to Sean. Got to bounce back. You feel <laughs> me? No, that's real though, man. Definitely just view your failures. Yeah. Taking it as an experience. That that applies to anything in life. So pretty universal. Same, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. You got any mentors? Yeah, yeah, I do. Shout out, shout out, shout out the whole Complex Twenty Ten Studio, man. When I was um sixteen years old, one of my um big homies. Well, I mean. I'm bigger than him type shit, but like he's my big homie because he's older than me type shit. But uh, we went to the same high school and he was like, yeah, my uncle owns a studio downtown. Why you come through, you know, book a session, blah, blah, blah. So I came down there. It was my junior year, winter break. Went down there, fell in love with the spot. Shout out KX, Mark, DC, Law, so all y'all. And it just turned into this like organic internship. And then it turned into just like me being on the team and just they all fucking with me heavy. So like anytime I have issues, whether it's like music business related, life related, anything like that, just need advice, I'll go to them. They, like they're all grown men, so like they've obviously been through this shit before, so I can just talk to them about anything. They just like they keep one hundred with me, and they like also sculpt me like being a man itself. So it's, uh, yeah, I'm blessed for that for sure. That's dope. Yeah. What um? So was music your first love, or I used to be in sports heavy. I used to play baseball um in middle school up until like seventh grade, I should say. The summer going into fourth grade, like, cause I did like travel teams and shit like that. Cause I, uh, I was a lefty, I played first base, and I like had a fucking stick, like I made okay. bombs and shit. But the summer going into fourth grade, I worked with my patella tennis. So like basically, basically like my kneecap was like in my thigh type shit. Like it was, it was crazy, but uh, then, yeah, like it was on, cause like, it's, um I don't know what they said. There's like four ligaments that like attach to the knees, so, like the ACL, whatever, all that like yeah, CL yeah. stuff, whatever. Um, like three of them uh, tore, and then there was just one floating off, and it was just like up in here. So like, man, niggas was like in shock. Like I was definitely on the field. On top of that too, I don't know how old you're supposed to be in fourth grade, but I was young as fuck too. So I was just like, man, that's crazy. I got this big ass scar. Um, surgery, all the whole nine, the surgery, uh, therapy, all that good shit. Uh, I had to take a little bit out of school too, because I had to like, you know, get good to like walk again and shit. Because the Catholic school, I didn't have any elevators or anything like that. Yeah. So um, I played for a few years after my injury. But it just wasn't the same. Like I was just like, damn, I'm not getting this shit like that no more. So I did that. I also played basketball in middle school too. I was okay at the time too. I was bigger than everybody else. I was a five, but then everybody got the growth spurt shit. So I was just like, damn, I'm short as fuck now. But 
Yeah, once um Ryder came along, I was just like, I dropped all the sports because I'm like, all right, this is what I'm gonna do. So yeah, no, I used to be, I used to play sports. Check for me, man. Isaac Walton, check for me. White Sox. I forgot what year that was, but we had like maybe four, three or four practices that year. We won first place and the championship. That shit was that was a good year for baseball. But yeah, <laughs> used to play sports. That was like, oh, oh, you feel me? Yeah. Um, all right, so. Typically, ask everybody this question. Mm -hmm. So you got somebody in your position, in your shoes, and they're trying to figure out how to make their moves. Like, what kind of advice would you give to them? Uh, same thing from the first one about like not how you fall down. It's about you know how you get back up. That's a big one. Second one too. Um, don't stop because I know a lot of cats who get into this stuff and a few months later they stop making music because they're like, dang man, like I'm not popular. Like I'm trying to make this music that's hot right now. Don't make the music that's the wave right now because by the time you get good at that genre, the game's gonna change and then you like fuck. So be organic. That's another one. And honestly, man, a lot of people downplay this. They'll study, study the greats. Man, I do that too. Like I definitely watch Jay interviews. I read articles. I read the books. Like read. Like dead ass read. Watch shit on YouTube. Everybody loves YouTube. Go in there, look at shit. Dead ass read some fucking books. You know, a lot of like millennial shorties don't like to read nowadays. Like if you read, you you'll be decent. There's some good shit out there in the books. So. Study the greats, study the icons, study Diddy, study Jay, study Wayne, figure out how they did that stuff. Go find the right books on music business. Edu just educate yourself on top of that. Just grind. Yeah. Just gotta grind. Yeah, I think there's a lack of focus on longevity. There People is. are looking to you know pop off right now. And hey man, I'm not knocking anybody getting their bread because I know the game right now is not like our base and I understand that. And I'm not gonna like sit here and like on some like hater shit because I love like trap music too. I definitely love the way grab like I fuck with X, I fuck with Kodak. Right, like yeah. I definitely listen to that shit. So I'm not one of them niggas. But people don't understand, man, like longevity, not even in terms of the music industry, but life itself, like as soon as they run into a bag, they spend it. It's like, bro, put that back into something. You feel me? They they spend the paycheck as soon as they get it at their job. Like don't don't do that, bro. Like I said, like that ass just read up on it. Like it's simple, dude. Investing your money is a simple thing. You will be good. You gotta make sure the fam is good. And I get it. Like I understand. Like damn. Like them Virgil, the, the, the little collab just came out. Like the Nikes, they're hot. I mean, I'm definitely gonna go copy a pair when I can. But it's like, yo, prioritize. Just prioritize. Think about, think about longevity, bro. Like, I understand people like want to live in the now, but you definitely gotta think in the future. Before you know it, MF's gonna be in their late twenties, early thirties. It's like, damn, I blew like a couple racks on shit that could have been put somewhere else. So. Yeah, I can't speak for everybody, but I mean, I know I'm doing shit right, so I just say keep at it, keep grinding, just educate yourself, get it straight. Mm -hmm. You got anything else you want to share? Mm -hmm. See, I don't know the turnaround time on this, but I definitely got a show on Thursday. Just go fuck with the social media, look at that. Mm -hmm. um, you can find everything at a Coney XX. I'm pretty, it'll be like in the, yeah, it'll be up in the titles I said. So I ain't got to spell it out. But um, nah, man, appreciate everybody that's been fucking with it right now. Um, if you haven't got into me yet, please do, because I promise you it's some refreshing and good-ass music. Very professional. It's solid. It's like I do this. So I just say, stay humble, keep at it, just keep grinding, like, keep hope alive, all that good shit. Everybody's going to be good. That's, that, that's, so that's that. You got any other plugs? What you mean? Like, shout-outs, plugs, like, mm -hmm. Shout-out Bastion, man. You know, my boy halfway around the world right now. I don't know if he's just getting up, but he's dead in sleep. But that's, that's like, my main producer. I fuck with him a long way. We're going to get up soon and see each other in person. Shout-out KC. Hope all is well. Um, who else, man? Shout-out Paris. 
She knows what's up right now. We fake got into it before this interview, but it's all good. She's gonna be good. I'm gonna uh, <laughs> do something nice and take her out when she gets back to the crib in a few weeks. So shout out moms, all that. I already said shout out to the Plex. Shout out Poppy Beats. Um, Shout out to the homies, shout out cousin, shout out Donnie, Big Mike, Brax. I don't want to be on here doing shout outs for two minutes, but <laughs> y'all know if I fuck with you, I fuck with you, so you know what the fuck is going That is mine, that's the <laughs> point though. Damn, so that's what the fuck it is, I mean. Y'all know, I mean, yeah, if you know, like, you know, I'm a regular motherfucker, so you know if I fuck with you, you know what the fuck is up, so I even gotta say no shout outs here, so it's like, shit, okay. I'm gonna leave it for right there, that's the sign off. Hope everybody's doing well and shit like that. Hit me up. Whatever. So, that's that. And where, where can everybody uh, find you again? Oh, SoundCloud. SoundCloud's where AK Seasons at, where all like, the music is at, shit like that. Definitely on all social media. I'm on Twitter, Snapchat, YouTube, you name it. Um, this new joint, Mood, my new single is coming out. This is my like, latest single post AK Season. Uh, I'm still getting the distribution worked out, but that's going to be like Apple Music, Spotify, shit like that. So just look out for me on social media. You'll know when that comes out. That's going to come out real soon. If not this week, then next for sure. So these motherfuckers, bro, this whole thing takes forever. But that's part of the game. That's some DIY shit. But look out for the kid. Um, Twitter, probably I'm on there most. I'm not going to lie to you. And my SoundCloud is lit. So I would recommend those two sites. Instagram, too. My picture will be decent as far. So. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for coming in and doing the interview. Appreciate it. Uh, thanks for watching. Make sure you like and subscribe. And that's it. Yes, sir. <laughs>